0: Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Ramble by Energy Sport, the finest student-run fantasy football podcast in the country. My name is Jack Donnelly and we are here to bring you more insightful FPL tips for this weekend's batch of fixtures. As always, our league is still joinable on the official Premier League website and we're aiming to hit 50 members by the end of the season, so be sure to join with the code D-P-P-R-D-J. Also, make sure to follow us over on Twitter at Fantasy Ramble to see our hosts' full predictions for the full set of Premier League fixtures this weekend. I'm joined by two, two of our esteemed panel. I feel late. The past week just people are liking me. People are just going off me less and le- more and more. They're liking me less
1: and less. But one man who's sticking to me throughout it is Sruan Garvey. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm not bad. I'm happy to have served my my one match ban on the fantasy ramble for mentioning Mesut Ozil in the Arsenal team. <laughs> you deserved it. For for that you did deserve it. I think it was deserved.
0: One man who might also be more deserving of a one match ban after last week's comments, but has lived to fight another day and is joining us live from Edwin Napier's Merkiston campus in the middle of the foyer. It's Taylor Murray. Uh, how
2: you doing? I'm coming from you, Mr Worldwide. That's what I'm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mr Worldwide. Pitbull boy. Pitbull. Pitbull Bamford, mate. Remember oh, that?
2: no, don't, let's not mention that name. D- just... No,
0: no, Taylor, I think after last week, you, you do, this is your this is your time. This is your ah. statement of apology right now.
2: Uh, I apologise for the fact that I doubted Bamford. Um, <laughs> my reservations <laughs> came at a time where I. Th- felt like he didn't take his chances. However, if he doesn't score thirty goals, I still hold the right to claim that he's not a good one. Thirty shaker. goals yep.
1: for Leeds. He could just be doing a team of Puokie in which he scores like ten in the first ten and then just kind of disappears for the rest of the season. Oh, true. Ah, I
0: doubt it. I doubt it. I think he's <laughs> from the the things I've seen on Twitter, like his X G in the Premier League compared to what it was in the chat in the championship, he's a performance over his Premier League actually, and he was always performed under his Championship He's XT, taking his so chances now it, it would seem as though Bamford's learned to shoot, which is <laughs> massively beneficial if you're a Leagues United fan So with only three of us on today's panel, we've got a, lot, a fair bit to get through and we're going to have to do it fairly quickly because I feel like anyone's just going to come over and interrupt Taylor's call at any yeah, minute <laughs> I'm
2: going to put it in advance, I apologise if you hear folks say my name or you just hear random chatter Oh, you, need be... to,
0: you, need, you need to like, hold a finger up and put like the, <laughs> the phone say... signal to the ear, like the greaseman like, to the ear. Like... <laughs> yeah, this ent- coming down. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be
2: very interesting. I it's
0: already interesting. Well, well, I'm laptopless. The host is laptopless <laughs> today. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're creating hell. They're vegging as well.
2: This so is out to test us, but this is our dedication to the fantasy
1: ramble. This will go down as, as the most famous episode of the Fantasy Ramble and the most memorable one. So let's have some mental predictions, <laughs> right?
0: I'm gonna, I'll clip that, and then I'll, I'll see, I'll see the analytics in a week's time. and see how many plays we've got because we were like down ten plays in like a week, of like, oh Jesus, right? That is not, it's not been consistent. But we'll start with our premium picks for this weekend. And the first game, it's another energy derby as uh, Manchester United take on Arsenal and on Sunday at 4:30 at Old Trafford. In the last fixtures, United were held to a stalemate at Old Trafford, 0-0 with Chelsea. Say While Arsenal lost at home to Leicester, thanks to a Jamie Vardy winner late on. Struan, it's you versus Raft this weekend. And Josh, <clears throat> technically, although Josh isn't part of energy sport. But it kind of runs on nicely from that football roundup con- conversation that you and I had earlier in the week about uh, those, ki- those kind of three managers, Solskjaer, Arteta and Lampard to an extent. But how how do, how do we see it going? I mean, are we expecting United to come into this with hungry after
1: they were locked out by Chelsea and then were ruthless midweek? I think it's probably one of the best forms United have been on in a while coming into a game like this. And I think as far as Premier League form go, it's, it's not been the best couple of weeks for Arsenal. I mean, losing to Manchester City and Leicester isn't actually... It's not the worst to lose to, but just the performances from Arsenal in, in those two games were pretty poor, not scoring a single goal. Mm. But I, I think it, it's always one of the best fixtures in the Premier League, and it's, it's probably it's not it's not officially a derby, but it feels like a derby. Yeah, I, think. I know what you mean. Yeah, I it's not quite the the Roy Keane Vieira um, history of it, but I, th- I think there is still a lot to this fixture. And I think it'd be very good.
0: I was actually going to ask, who who who, if anybody, could you see having that Roy Keane and Vieira moment
1: in the tunnel if there was going to be a clash between players? in terms of, in terms of the current united squad if i had to pick one player who i think's got that that sort of like raw passion i think it would be bruno fernandes i think he really i was just I don't incredible think he's, incredible think he's only been at i don't the,
0: think he's nippy enough
1: see that's that's what i want unsure. i don't know if anybody would be but i think the the whole story about him blowing <laughs> up at the changing room apparently after the 6-1 and having a go at players, he just he just kind of strikes me as that type of guy who you know the game means everything like for those 90 minutes he would go off at anyone, and would it be Jaka for Arsenal? Jaka, choice Bundozi. It's
0: it's all it's all Arsenal centre midfielders that have oh, got he, just a bit of attitude to them.
1: It would be, it would be so maybe 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 Kieran Tierney, Scott McDonnell, the Scottish connection.
0: Yeah, Scott connection. Yeah, very good point. I honestly can't it's, think of
1: another United player that would that has that kind of bite, fire, almost. Yeah. Fire
0: in them. yeah, Maguire If you mention his sister,
1: <laughs> maybe
0: mentioned <laughs> Greece I was it Greece or Turkey remind me it was Greece, Greece I was right it was Greece. I, know, I had a feeling
1: I had that feeling he, it couldn't be him. Could get eh,
0: who knows mm-hmm. we'll we need to wait, wait till Sunday to see if something happens uh, Taylor Strow mentioned goals there and uh, Arsenal's lack of goals they've only played they've played six games and only scored eight well that's still a positive uh, goals per game it's a less than all but two of the top ten. They've scored the same amount as Crystal Palace, if I'm right, and they've scored two more than Wolves, who sit on six.
2: What what do you reckon this is
0: down to? Why do you think Arsenal are really struggling to score goals this season?
2: Uh, I think it's just currently right now it's just down to that Bamian, Aubameyang's just not on form. And then you've just got other people just aren't chipping in. So essentially what they're doing is they're becoming a one-man team. So uh, the fact that Aubameyang really is struggling... To like finding it as consistent as they did last season. Arsenal have seen the effect, but you could also give Arteta a credit for the fact that he's made them more defensively resilient, in a sense. So that's how it's not getting mm. as highlighted as much because the goals that they are scoring, they are winning games because of it, or they are yeah. getting points. So as it's, 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 there is good and there's bad in it, but if you don't concede goals you don't lose games, but in the same sense, if you don't score goals, you don't win games. Like, it's the most Michael insane, I know. But... <laughs> I was about to say, you're quoting
0: below in there. Yeah, we?
2: but it's just, it's really concerning. And the reason it's not getting highlighted as much as because they're doing relatively well. I think they put three wins, three draws. yeah uh, three wins, three losses. So if they lose none of the games, that's where they'll be highlighted a lot more.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've, they've only conceded six. And in eight, so they've in six, so they've still got a positive goal difference. In those goals, they lost they conceded one against West Ham at home, they conceded three at Anfield, uh uh they conceded one at home at Sheffield United, and then City and Leicester scored. Uh, Am I have got my math right there of a complete no, no it's seven. That's fine, seven, seven
2: goals. Quick maths.
0: <laughs> so it's, it's still Get a positive it. goal difference. You've still got a... Uh, uh, Goal difference of plus one. But do you reckon it's partially due to Abamian being at a form, but also him being played at a position? I know we've mentioned this a couple of times in the past, but he seems to be getting deployed a lot more in the left wing rather than through the middle. Do you think that's part of the course of why Arsenal haven't been scoring as much?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's been, I feel like Abamiang just I don't know I don't see him on the training ground obviously because I know I You're can't, not at Arsenal. I'm, I'm not at Arsenal and I'm not a Premier League manager, but <laughs> straight in the obvious, however. Maybe a <laughs> Arteta has seen something like there must be a valid reason why he's playing him out in the left and like um Lacazette or someone else through in the middle because you see it in my United so Solskjaer's doing it with Rashford and then putting Marshall through the middle when you'd argue say the positions switched about. But yeah, maybe no, it like, is a tactical I'm gonna put in quotations master class where where basically you switch throughout the game and basically if two if two attacking players of that quality can play in like two different positions, it's all about basically changing you can change systems throughout the game see like very easily. However, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like Aubameyang starting him through the middle from the start and be very, very probably beneficial to the Arsenal. But as I said, I'm not an I'm not a Premier League manager. I'm not making a better so you wish yeah. you were. Oh, honestly, with that luscious hair and that his beard. And I'm cautious <laughs> of seeing that in the middle. I have a big, massive open room. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've got four of the I've got very, very little facial hair on my face. And I'm talking about having a luscious beard and that luscious hair. A boy can dream. A boy can I, dream. A dream. Dare to dream. I
0: mean, I mean you make the point, And I mean, if, I mean he, he would do well as a winger. He's clearly got the speed, he's got the agility. And he's got all the markings of a winger. But when he scored that many goals through the middle as a striker, taking that and moving it completely to a position where you're already getting a lack of goals in the first place, I, I just don't see how that's beneficial to anyone in that Arsenal team, where you're essentially taking 25 goals a season through the middle and shifting it out left, where you're halving it, if not more.
1: Uh, do you think there's anything to do with the fact that there's not? you can't really trust necessarily Lacazette and Eddie and Nketiah, who I think are the, the other two recognised strikers?
0: Yeah, I don't, Yeah, <clears> exactly. <throat> like, I, don't, I don't see why he would... Uh, he would start of both of them over Aubameyang when he's got a player like Osaka, Saka, the who's been playing really well whenever he's had the chance, mm-hmm. uh, pushing up that left hand side, um, and he's been so good attacking wise as a left wing back. But he's been kind of forced up to left wing now that Tierney's come back. You've also got so like Pepe still back Pepe in. as
1: well, so it's not yeah. Like there's there's a lack of options on the wings mm-hmm. to allow Aubameyang into the middle,
0: and I can understand if. Lacazette maybe went and asked for more playtime. Like, Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Obviously, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Arsenal don't currently have a documentary in the works, so we won't know. But, uh,
1: gunning for the yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well, that's really like good. Amazon, listen to this, man. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it could be the case that Lacazette might have said to our tech, look, I need more game time, otherwise I'm gone. And he's accommodated him because Aubameyang would have seniority over anyone else on the left-hand side when you think about it, because it would just be Saka or Reese nelson potentially replacing him. So,
1: who knows? knows?
0: But if Arsenal want to push on, I would still play Aubameyang through the middle.
1: He's only scored one goal as well, and he's not scored since he signed that new contract. There's probably nothing really in that, but it's it's interesting to take a note of. I mean, yeah.
0: I mean... uh, scored in the opening day it was against Fulham wasn't
1: it yeah I, I always found that contract situation quite strange because it was in the wor- I mean there's a lot going on with Arsenal over the summer with staff being let go mm-hmm. and then all the I mean there was all the redundancies and then the William contract was announced the next day and I, I just think that was very poor timing and then it was the same with the mascot and then Thomas Party announced the next day it was pretty horrendous timing but it was. I, I just found the whole Aubameyang contract situation a bit strange because the whole summer it seemed like he was going to sign it and it just yeah. dragged on into the current season. So I'm really not sure whether it came down to money or whether he himself was continuously looking at other options who might have come in mm-hmm. and then chose Arsenal. But it was, it was a bit of a weird one because you'd think that signing a contract at a club, you know, it wouldn't take that long to make a decision, whereas moving club probably would. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that's something to keep an eye on as the season goes on. I could possibly be.
0: Uh, we'll get on to a couple of predictions for
1: this this
0: game before we move on to our second or our premium picks. How do, how do we see it going? How do we see it going, Struan, as the United fan in this situation? How are you feeling coming into this game?
1: Uh, I'm going 2-all. I think it will be a draw. 2-all? Yeah, I think it's quite hard to choose between the teams at the moment. Defensively, I think a lot both teams have improved as the season's gone on. Going forward, I think they've also gotten a bit better. We're starting to see... The best out of each team at the moment, and yeah, I, th- I think two all's probably fair. It's, I think it's hard to pick a winner at the moment, so I'm gonna try and play it to draw. with Kieran Tierney to be the man of the match? Tierney, man of the match, and a two all. I like that.
0: Uh Taylor, how about you?
2: I'm going to two one United. I just feel like after that midweek with Doctor Rash or MBE. can't
1: forget he's, that. He's, he's, just, for, to
0: clarify, he's not a doctor, is he? He's not a doctor yet. He's got he's at got a
1: doctorate from like an honorary oh, sorry, doctor he does. from Manchester University. Oh, you're right. He yeah. was like oh, the youngest uh, recipient of it. Sorry. Enough.
0: He's got all these titles and I've got none.
1: He's not yeah, got a Premier but... League title though yet. Why am I making a joke but, like yeah, that? What Come on, it's your kidding. <laughs> to be why? fair, he has, he has actually won quite a lot out of that. Though. By the way, I'm but just... Does oh. it,
0: but does he have the title of Energy Sport Boss Man? No, he doesn't. <laughs> <It> does
2: not. <laughs> if there's one face to someone that Marcus Radford, it's some man, some boy. That's him. Uh-huh
1: unbelievable but, human being uh, unbelievable I think like we all that. just want him to score at the weekend regardless oh yeah
2: I want him to actually score like the winner
0: always want always want him to score unless it's against my team do you know what I mean mm-hmm. even oh, at that you
2: want him to score in, like a 6-1 what drubbing
0: yeah I'd be happy to get like, a <laughs> consolation Like if, if we'd been 3-0 up going into like 85th minute last weekend I'd be like let Rashford score boys clean yeah, like,
2: no, could sheet points for fantasy oh, come on actually.
0: yeah but well like, if you're having Chelsea defenders against any of the top section, idiot. So
2: true. Well, he sure. c-
1: he could have, like I thought the, the midweek as well when he was on the hat trick and he gave Martial the penalty before he eventually did get the hat trick as well. Like it's just such a kind man.
0: <laughs> such a kind
1: man. <laughs> so... You wouldn't see that in football. <laughs> How often would you see that somebody on a hat trick and they give? I know Lukaku did it in the PSG game, but you know it's not it's not it's not something you see yeah. very often in modern football. I don't think.
2: Future captain material. All, all yeah. I'm seeing by the way of that. He's got his future sorted for after football already. Like He is on to a winner. I can't, according to the
0: Daily Star, he's going down in street with Basil Brush. Mm-hmm. All I'm
2: saying is, by the way, I called it first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I, I called it first. I said that Rashford is going to take over number 10. I said they'll rename number 10 after him.
0: Oh, so we did, I, that was last week's episode. Yeah, so
2: all I'm saying is, Daily Star clearly listens to energy. Uh, no energy extra time. It was, fan- it was, yeah, Fantasy Ramble we said I can't remember. Hey,
0: sh- mate, I'll, I'll kick you off. No, please
2: home. don't suspend me. I, d-
0: I, don't actually have the, I don't actually have the option. We're not on clean feed today, so <laughs> I don't get the option to do that. He, is, he, is, yeah. he is a
1: number 10 in the Premier League, though. We'll call anyway, him the number predict- 10 of the so, Premier
0: League. Christian Pulisic is shaking. <laughs> uh, so you've gone for a 2-1. Rashford is your key
2: man. Too. Yeah, Rashford's my key man.
0: I've got to say, I've had I've gone with the exact same shout two one United with Rashford as key man. Oh. I just I just don't think with it, the way up, the way United have kind of looked a lot better over the last few games, and Arsenal are still struggling to score. Should Aubameyang play through the middle? I feel like it could be a lot more contested. But if Arteta plays him out wide, I think there's going to be a real struggle to for Arsenal to break them down. Perhaps they should they should be playing out certain German playmaker through through the middle in these
1: games. They've but... not registered him. What do I know? I'm I'm not pink on a wages. am I, I think uh, I think if I think Abamyang should. If, I think he might play on the right ahead of the left because I think going up against Wan would probably be you just wouldn't get much out of Abamyang in that game. I don't think. That that you'd just be overly flying in Wan Bissaka against. No, I'm just I'm just sort of saying it would probably be easier to go down Man United's yeah. left than right. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's defensively accurate, at the moment, I, anyway. I would,
0: I, would ra- I, would go, I would rather go with uh, Luke Shaw. Well, you never know, Stream, because Tez is there now. He's, so he's like, got he's coronavirus.
1: Yeah, it with COVID. Not really? Yeah. Shaw, you sh- see? Shaw has been quite good defensively, but I, th- I think once Telez does get his, get to grips with English football, I think he'll be right in that team. But as well, because Maguire yeah, is the left centre back, I think if Aubameyang can isolate him one on one, I think that, that might cause a few issues. Very good point. Right we'll skip on and we'll go on to our second of
0: our premium picks. And I've gone for a bit of an interesting one. Because I was listening to Extra Time yesterday and Stuart made this point about a very interesting game. And after thinking about it, I do, I am in agreement that this could be a very, very interesting game. Liverpool versus West Ham. It is, eh?
1: It's a sudden realisation of paper, this is a big game. On
0: paper, it doesn't sound as interesting, but Saturday night, 5.30, uh, Anfield. It's... It, has all the makings for just like a forgettable game, but when you consider everything that's going on just now, it could be an absolute corker. Just to remind you of the last fixtures, uh neither team lost last weekend. Liverpool uh won two one against Sheffield United, while West Ham got a point off Manchester City after an Antonio bicycle kick, <laughs> uh got them got them their goal of the game. It's a strange game coming into it because Liverpool are really struggling just now in terms of injuries. They have one senior centre back currently available, and they have even without that, even without that uh, factor there, they've conceded the most goals in the league alongside Fulham and West Brom with fourteen.
2: <laughs> Half of them were Aston Villa. <laughs> Half of them were Aston
0: Villa. Yeah. Okay. Right, that might that might put it into perspective, but. That <sighs> Even A, cha- a, cha- a championship-winning defence with 14 goals conceded after seven ge-
2: after six games, sorry. It's just ridiculous, Taylor. Uh, it is ridiculous. And I- I'm all for Jamie McIntosh to continue to slag for nails. Because the more he does it, the more West Ham perform and the more he actually ups his game. So I'm actually enjoying it. And also, the more I slag <laughs> David Moyes, the more we're actual West Ham are performing. So, David Moyes, get back to the house. Get on your Zoom call let's go and Michael Antonio he, he's the next one to get an M B in football he's just a man of the people I love him
0: I mean, that's, that's all well and good, Taylor, but I just did ask you about Liverpool's defence. Yeah, I'm sorry. I? I had
2: to go in that rant about that. <laughs> sorry, i I sorry. I felt like I had to say it. I, I had to put that out there to start with. But Maybe yeah, I, Liverpool's... I think West Ham did that for that praise. Yeah. No, they do. They do. Come on, after me continues slagging David lost. Moyes. They've not lost. this game not lost game. I had to look at that. Boom, won the league. Anyway, uh, Liverpool's defence. Wow, we said that. Uh, I know. Liverpool's defence are rather sh- ropey right now. Wait. Who is it that's wrong with fit centre-back? Is it Gomez? Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, which Don't is miss- not
2: really the best. If it was only Van Dijk, you can say the fact is, ah, uh, the youngster coming in will be able to learn, but having Gomez and then like, arguably probably another youngster in is going to be really ropey. But seeing that, by the way, this could be with they on probably a diamond within the academy, and then we've talked about this as a breakthrough moment. However, Fabinho now looking to be out until well after the new year, I think. Maybe just before. Mm. It's mm-hmm. not looking good. to like, Strewn pointed out yesterday when he said in the group chat, "This is like the injuries that Liverpool looked like they could be having last season. They're all happening at once now, and no other ball I can see is if like one of the front three. I say one of the front three. I mean, one of the front two, Salah or Mane. gets a long-term injury. Liverpool will capitulate completely. I think.
0: You make that point, but I'd argue it because if one of the if one of them um does suffer a fairly serious injury. They've got a very decent player to be able to replace him, and he has been playing mm-hmm. a lot over the past couple of weeks. Diogo Jota, he came in, and I wasn't overly impressed by the signing. I think he's a, I think he's a very good player, and it was very good for Wolves. But uh, the price paid, I think, what was it, £25-30 twenty five, thirty I think 45. million, or was it more than that? F- I'm well forty five million. Sorry, I underestimated. Uh, I was just going up based on a Thiago price, but forty five million on a non starter, who who is looking to really track on and make uh, ways with his career, only like 22 years old a bit shocked to be honest at that price but he's come in and he's really made a bit of an impact soon and a lot of people are calling for him to be starting week in week out over Firmino
1: Yeah I think he's a really good player I've I've got, I've got a wee bit of a story time here, are you guys ready for this one with Diogo oh, right. Right, on. Going back man. to my FIFA roots so, Oh for God's had- sake so back when he was in Portugal, I can't remember the club he was at, but he had a team of the season card. And for those of you who don't know, that's like a very good card on FIFA. And <laughs> basically, I, I got him accidentally and I used him as like a substitute. And he was quite good. And then he got moved to Atletico Madrid. And I kind of kept my eye on because I was like, oh, he's like a young left wing from Portugal. Is he the next Ronaldo? He's not. But then he went on loan. I think it was maybe Boa Vista. Not too sure on that. Then he went to Wolves in the championship kind of kept an eye, did well. Then he did well in the Premier League again. And, and he just reminds me a lot of, of a similar player to Firmino because in that Wolves team, he would often be the one who would sacrifice himself for a Choy or and Jimenez. You know, he'd be the one that would drop back slightly and try and play them in. Because although I think I think his goal return last season was like, six goals and maybe one assist so it wasn't the best but he played nearly every single game You know, he's mm-hmm. got a fantastic injury record and he's, he's just one of those players who I, I do think very similar to Firmino will put those around him before him, you know, they, they've got the mm-hmm. priority over him and I was the same as you, I thought it was quite a strange signing after they said at the start, you know, Timo Werner was going to be too expensive for them and then two he, months later yeah, they spent would, the same amount the of money. Mu- yeah, that, that really confused me to be honest I, especially with, been
0: in that show, but.
1: Yeah, to be fair. But it it did kinda of shame me because I mean Verner's a much better player than Diogo Jota. I and mean, that's not slagging off Diogo Jota, that's more of a Timo Werner praise, but I think I think that's he will raid on this show. Sorry? That's Raid on this show that I know. A Timo I, Werner praise. It's still my captain on fantasy. But we'll get, anyway, sorry. We'll get to Diogo him. Jota, right, I'm rambling away here. Um, You're doing the job doing right? show for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I, th- I think he, I think he's a really good player, and I, and I personally hope that he, he does get into that first team because I think a, there have been a lot more questions coming out about Firmino recently about contributing, and I think when you have somebody who has cost a fair amount of money like Jota, he's looking young and promising. But I think another important factor is that he could probably play across that entire front of three. Yeah, he can. Which. Mm-hmm. Although although there is some depth in that Liverpool team, I think it has been exposed a little bit at times. You know, two two centre-back injuries and a Fabinho injury, who's, you know, classified as a midfielder. Now there's only one fit centre-half. And I, th- I think throughout the team, that's that's kind of been one of the main issues coming up, is the injuries are all coming back to Holland mm. now. So hopefully players like Diogo Jota and Minamino, of course, up front as well, who's looked very good, will... Yeah, it has. Mm-hmm be able to do something and help out that, that team up front if, they, if they, they might need to revert back to two or three years ago Liverpool in which they just need to outscore their teams I mean
0: it's, it worked for them then in mm-hmm. terms of building up, building up to where they are just now so it could well work again mm-hmm. uh, just before we get on to predictions Taylor I just wanted to touch on West Ham so as I mentioned they've not lost since game week two against Arsenal and uh, they've really just adjusted as a unit since then I mean our cup, they've not lost against our top six teams since Arsenal so, what, what do you what do you think? It, what do you think it's all about? Why do you think they've kind
2: of just settled together as a unit so quickly? Um, well, I apologise for this noise. This is outrageous, how dare they? Anyway, I mean, um, I mean, you are you are uh, sitting
0: in the foyer of the university, not as if you could have gone into a classroom or anything.
2: To be fair, I did have a look, and I was absolutely none about, but you know, I, I do. That's just I followed it my part, but anyway, um, as you said, why West Ham probably became a unit. Arguably, there's two reasons. One, David Moyes probably have... I don't wish coronavirus could anyone. Probably him going away to isolate his actual Jelda team together. Probably because... I don't know. Ever since he went away and came back, they've actually looked so, so much better. And then also one unit himself, Michael Antonio. Honestly, he is unreal. But as saying that, don't say the fantasy ramble doesn't keep you up to date because Michael Antonio is out for this game. So that is slightly worrying. So Liverpool don't have a good defence. West Ham now don't have a good attack because they're, I don't know, Haller can come in, but he's been looking good by since he came off the bench. Like, he's not contributing as much, but mm-hmm. he's looking like, West Ham just look like a solid team. Like, they're looking gel, don't like they actually understand what they're doing. And it's, it's weird because it's something I wouldn't have actually talked about at the start of the season.
1: Right.
0: Well, we'll get on to some predictions for this game. Uh, Taylor, how do we we see it going?
2: Mm. Right, that's a question. Um, I can see this going 2-1 to Liverpool. 2-1 to Liverpool. Yeah, very, very tight.
0: Very tight? Yeah, it's going to be very tight. Who's key,
2: man I'm actually going to say Jotter. I think he'll come in for Bobby. Yeah.
0: I I I was saying Jota as well, to be honest. We seem to be agreeing on a lot this morning. We're on the same wavelength right now. I don't know what that (laughs) says about me just now that I'm agreeing with a lot
2: of what you're saying, but I was going to say Jota. Nah, we're on some good key key wavelength right now, so I'm I'm enjoying it.
0: Mm. Well, at least some days. Stuart, how about you? How do you see it going?
1: I've I've said 3-1 to to Liverpool with Jota as the main man as well, which is a little bit...
0: But a little bit interesting it.
1: that one, but I really hope uh, said Ben Rama plays in this game. I'm not 100 percent sure. Of course, I completely he, forgot about that. If he's ready, he he's got to be
2: match fit for, for that to start. I'm hoping he is, but
1: I'm, I'm hoping, hoping he is. I think that's an incredible sign, because it looked like he was going to go to Tottenham. And I think was he linked with Chelsea as well? Oh yeah, he
0: was linked with Chelsea.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's incredible from West Ham to get that sort of deal off as well, with given how good he was for Brentford last season. So I really hope I'm even surprised, if it's just I'm surprised
0: if Brentford gave him up for a loan. Do you know what I mean? Like they let him go on loan, and then it's like a fee at the end of the loan spell, if I'm right.
1: Yeah, it's you'd think get the money now. I, ah, I, I, I guess sell Prince, all. that team's just kind of disappearing now, which is a bit of a shame. Of course, only Watkins is well mm-hmm. going to Aston Villa, but yeah, I really, I really hope Ben Rama gets a because I think he could be a really interesting player. But I, mm-hmm. I have gone for three-one Liverpool victory with the Olo Jota, the MVP. See, I'd said
0: three-two, but I didn't realise that Antonio was out until Taylor mentioned it. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say three-one in Jota as well. Liverpool. Uh, I would say three two just because Liverpool's defense has been open anyway, and it's going to be a lot more open without like a senior sent with one senior centre back available. So I don't know, but with Antonio being out, I don't know. I think it'll be a bit harder for West Ham to actually get goals rather than break Liverpool down this one. So I, I feel like we've been quite cl- quite critical of Liverpool, but they've not really done anything wrong. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I think I think that just shows the bar that they've set in the cu- past couple of seasons. Sure, yeah. Anything other than perfect is off. Oh, oh, they're they're not doing well at the moment. What what are they? What are they <laughs> up to? That's I, a fair point. I have, I, have a in I have noticed a decline in Søren. I have noticed a decline
2: in Preesall ever since the Aston Villa game. Like a lot of people now are back to jumping the bandwagon of beating them with everything because of that. And I don't think they deserve it all, but it's a great laugh you knowing Ross Barkley go the seventh go into you.
1: That is great banter.
2: It's
1: I think funny. I as, it. As Ferguson used to say, winning the Premier League is one thing, but keeping the Premier League is much harder. Mm-hmm. And I think this will be a real test to these Liverpool players to see have they still a few um, injuries along the way. Can they still keep up? Because in recent times, just there's just not been that many teams to actually retain the Premier League. I mean, Man City no. did manage to get it two years in a row, but then last season they just completely fell away. People are just yeah. blown away by how good Liverpool were and I think this season at the moment it looks one of the most crazy seasons we've had in years so that'll be a huge test for them
0: a huge test for them indeed a huge
1: test as well on Monday night in our game 3
0: of our premium picks half five seasons go to Craven Cottage as Fulham take on West Brom uh, in the last fixtures, Fulham lost again uh, 2-1 uh, home to Crystal Palace and Brighton despite go- leading I believe uh, ended up drawing uh, against West Brom through a uh, Carlin Grant goal I think it was late on uh, yep. and a 1-0 draw uh, early season relegation six-pointer put it bluntly uh, and both are chasing their first one of the season so how intense is this game going to be do you reckon? Uh,
1: is it Brexit game with <laughs>
0: Luigi? I mean yeah it's good, it's good high scope for it to be honest
1: uh, I think it'll be interesting like I it's right okay. I need to make sure I don't slack the clubs off too much here. See, before so... you get
0: going, is are we in a call with Darth Vader just now?
1: I apologize, by the way. Are
0: it's... you hearing for this breathing?
2: <laughs> it's because right now, good. T- I'm trying to make sure it's not too loud for you. So I'm trying to untangle it. it, it um, my mic was basically up right up at my nose. I apologize. <laughs>
0: He's <sitting> <laughs> inhaling <laughs> his mic. <laughs> That's
1: cool. It gives, gives me time to think about this one. There you um, go.
0: Right, you've had your time. On you go.
1: Right, so. I have to admit, when I saw Fulham on the opening day of the season against Arsenal, I thought I'm watching North City. They looked like they were they were commanding the ball at some some points and they looked quite good creatively, but defensively they were just a shambles. And the only time I've I've probably seen a West Brom was the three all game against Chelsea, in which they absolutely fell apart after taking a three goal lead. And so the similar to me. Yep. Very similar. Lanzini? <laughs> But um, I just, I just think if I, if I had to put money on two teams, who I would say are probably going right back down, I think I think I'd have to say them too. I you would have to, yeah. No, Sheffield United. So I think this is a six-pointer. I really do, because as you said, neither team has been able to get a win this season. This is absolutely massive for both of them. I think they've just got to improve. There's, there's not, there's not much else to say really in this one. I think. It's, no. it's, too, it's probably too early for me to say whoever wins this probably has the better chance of staying up. But right, I think but as far as confidence goes, I can't see either of these teams getting a win against many other teams in the league, other than maybe Sheffield United and Burnley at the moment because they're equally as bad. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, I just think this is probably the only time either team is going to be able to get any sort of confidence going forward.
0: Yeah. You uh, it made, made a good point. It is going to be a struggle for them to pick up wins elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, let, let me let me uh, switch over to Anakin Skywalker over here. And, uh, <laughs> West Brom, like, I mean, they're, they're probably the two worst teams in the division, realistically.
1: <laughs> just uh, straight up.
0: <laughs> just just put, Face of facts, they're probably the two worst teams in the division. They've not won a game yet. Uh, West Brom have only got points because they've had draws. Uh, but they do seem to have that bit of fight back in them. I mean, the Chelsea game was one thing where they just threw it away, but Brighton they just uh, were pressing the entire way and found their breakthrough goal. Whereas Fulham just look more than happy with just rolling over for a team. Why do you th- what, what? Why do you think that is the difference between them? Like, why do you think West Brom do have that bit more fight back, even though Fulham have recruited better? You would argue.
2: Uh, I think that's probably down to um, their style of play. That's what I could put it down to. It's- West Brom, Scott Parker's trying to turn film into something they're not, where more that passing team base, or try, to, I don't know, defend better, but also just not attack as much. Essentially, what well, I'm not going to try to compare them to, but essentially, you trying to make them play with a Barca style of play, but obviously not having Barca players, so it's just, <laughs> it's just not good.
0: You
2: West just compared Brom, no. all the worst
1: teams in the Premier League to <laughs> Barcelona. <laughs> I, th- I think like, all I would say is in Taylor's defense, Barcelona at the moment are just as bad as West Brom.
2: <laughs> oh, honestly, but my point is, West Brom are putting their strengths. They know the fact is, if they defend well, boom, one ball the park, it's a snatch and grab. It's just that's what they're good at. They've got the players that hit them on the counter, and they're basically using the players to their advantage. However you've got players in that film team that, like, you've got Kearney, you've got camera Ka- Kamara? Camera, I it, AK-47. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, <laughs> you've got Mitchell Fiction. These are players that you can't really hit teams in the counter-attack with, but also you need to actually be, like, in the team's faces and I feel like that's going to play in West Brom's hands as well, but as you say, their play styles aren't the greatest to watch, and is this game on box office or Sky? Oh, I
1: believe I don't know. it's
2: box office. <laughs> Hashtag boycott. That. I said, I'll know. Like, no, no. £15 no. Pounds for
0: this game. You will not be <laughs> see seen by that.
2: Oh, <laughs> see if you're a fan off. of any day comes by when you listen to this. Please, for the love of God, give it to Chad. Please go sponsor us.
0: We'll give you free promotion <laughs> for these games.
2: <laughs> on, it's just Hugh Grant, horrendous. This is a horrendous game to watch in like, it's a struggle to watch even if you did have Sky I, see if it was just aired in Sky. I'm but, not watching it like. oh. In fact it was even a struggle to watch by if you wanted to go and watch a game live, and I'm desperate to watch a game live. Like I don't think I would actually go far and watch this Brexit game in a week.
0: I might have shot myself in the foot by putting this on premium picks, you know.
2: Because yeah, we, just, we just seem to be
0: arguing against it more than anything. No, I think it's but I get what you mean, it's, it's a, like...
2: a relegation battle. Yeah.
0: It's got relevance because I mean there weren't any other like massive games this weekend. Like there's one that's about that I want to talk about in wild card
1: options, but I just felt this had more general importance for that end of the pitch. But each each team has a has a, a in midfield, I think. Didn't that because there's Loftus Cheek at Fulham? Is it Connor Gallagher that's gone to West Brom? It is. You're very right. It'll, there you go. So on on the Fulham team. There are some really good players. I mean, Alphonse Areola is such a decorated goalkeeper. He was part of the French team that won the World Cup. Real Madrid last season, winning the league, four other league titles with PSG's quality. In the defense, Wacky Manderson, who came from Leal at uh, Leon, sorry, yeah. potential. Kenny Tete as well, massive, massive name from Leon as well. The fullback midfield. There's some, so a lot of recognizable names in there. You've got Stefan Johansson, a lot of people maybe remember from his Celtic days. You've got Tom Kearney. Ruben Loftus-Cheek is a very mm-hmm. potential, uh, promising youngster. You've got Mario Lamina, who basically Seth and Juventus, yeah, uh-huh. put up that to get his move away last season. jean Michael Seri, who was either going to go to Chelsea or Arsenal, Arsenal, and then went to Fulham out of nowhere. Pretty big signing, that is. Um, Andre Frank Zambo, and Gisa, who I believe was their record signing uh, when they came up to the Premier League two years ago. And then up front, Mitrovic, obviously, is a record name, but they've also got Olo Lukman who mm. at Everton looked so promising, went to Leipzig last season and it just hasn't hasn't worked out. So it's it's there. For West Brom, you've got Sam Johnson, who used to be the third choice at United, an OK keeper. In defence you could see Kieran Gibbs and Branislav Ivanovic in the same back four or mm. three or five, whatever that they, whatever they're gonna play. And I think that's pretty cool. Midfield, of course, Kamil Grzycki. If mm-hmm. you remember from his holidays, the, the Polish left-winger. You've also got Matt Phillips, Scottish. Connor Gallagher, another Chelsea loanee in midfield. And then up front, Hal Robson-Cannon, Charlie Austin. Charlie Austin, there's, yeah. There's a lot of recognisable names in between these two teams, but they're just not good. It's just not gelling well together for them at all. I think uh, Fulham have fallen into that trap again of buying too many different players. Only this time, they've not spent massive money. They've, they've bought a lot of cheap ones and loaned in a few, but there's just no way it's going to they're all going to jail well together
0: no but they're both going down so, plain and simple uh, uh,
1: right.
0: how do we see it going what what uh, 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 stream predictions for this one what's uh, one No, one? no. if, uh, if,
1: if, if, is if it is it. If it is to be the Brexit game of the season I think that has been to be no, no. a clean sheet from Branislav Ivanovic was going to be the one <laughs> of the match for this one
0: Good 36. 36 36 years old Taylor what about you uh, no, no. key player
2: no one <laughs> keep him abandoned. <laughs> referee, the referee, the referees the
0: referees the keeper I think I've gone 2-0 West Brom personally mm-hmm. uh, I just think West Brom have a, they just seem a lot more put
1: together than Fulham do I uh, think um, managerial-wise Slavin Village I think is a much much better manager to have at this stage
0: well yeah, yeah you would say that but Scott Park has not been not had years of experience that Slavin Village has so yeah, true. It's first I'll,
1: season in the Premier League, so I'll make a very controversial point here about Fulham, and I think they're. Ex- I know there's always luck in Fulham but I, th- I don't, don't think they should be in the Premier League. Okay, say it. Thank you. Thank Fulham should be in the Premier League. I, no. I, going, I, I think Brentford, Brentford just completely fell away at the last hurdle. I think their team deserved to be in there. Yeah. And going back to the playoff game, it's a freak, freak. It's a freak free kick that um, Joe Bryan scored to get them in, and then scored another one, yeah. but. How have sp- we me-
0: spent this much time talking about Fulham West Brom? Can I, ju- can I just- It's a premium pick. <laughs> and that brings us to an end for these uh, premium picks, some would argue not so premium especially with that last game. Uh, we'll come on to our wildcard options which is going to give you a short point about three of the other kind of games that we've got something in each to talk about. Uh, starting with what potentially could be the most entertaining game of the weekend, uh, Leeds versus Leicester. Uh it's just, to be honest, I only picked it because it was just very entertaining to me. Like, it just screams uh, box office value, but not sky box office value, of course, because no, no game is worth that amount of money. Uh, Bamford already has been apologised to by Taylor once uh, in this podcast. I'm not making him do it again to save his, to save his blushes. And uh, Vardy's, make, Vardy's in line to make a return, make a return to starting eleven after coming off the bench against Arsenal last weekend and scoring the only goal in the game. Struan, what do we make of this one?
1: I think it'll be a really good game. I've got it as my highest-scoring game in my predictions so far. Ooh. I think I think it's just two teams who are very good at attacking. I think Leeds are such an entertaining team to watch this season. They just can't work out what kind of formation or style or system they play. It's just it's just a good watch, to be honest. And I think I think Leicester are doing. I think they're just doing really well this season, but not really getting that much credit. I mean, beating Arsenal and um, Manchester City, I think, are two massive results. The, the West Ham game kind of set them back a little bit, but. Yeah, I think it'll be a really entertaining game to watch. I think it just be end-to-end. I've gone for a 3-all. 3-all. Yeah, good shout. A good shout. I like that. Uh, no, I can I can
0: see it being the same, similar kind of thing, to be honest. I'll be interested to see the Leicester team that gets put out because yeah. obviously we've talked about the fact that they've been missing a lot of first-team players over the last couple of weeks and have looked a bit worse off for it, but managed to hold on until Vardy came on to score the winner, so who knows if they can do the same. I I, I think it'll be a really good game to watch as well. Uh, elsewhere, Tottenham are taking on Brighton. Uh, I'll I put this one in just because of a couple of reasons. Uh, Mourinho was livid on uh, on Thursday night after they lost to Royal Antwerp. Uh, in, his Instagram post was something something special, as it has been over the last couple. I think Mourinho on Instagram is one of the best things to come out of this season. Uh, Brighton are just lacking results, to be honest. We, we, we've given them a lot of praise, but Jamie made the point uh, when... Uh, West Brom got the equalizer and we pushing for the equalizer last weekend Brighton just with, they've kind of fallen away from that early season form so Taylor is this a perfect opportunity for a Tottenham bounce back game?
2: Yeah definitely I can see I'm not going to say they're going to go full gung-ho but as long as Kane and uh, Son just start reading each other continue reaching others' minds and assisting each other then Spurs will thrive they two players are probably the best two players that you want to have on form uh, probably in the Premier League I would say because they're just Kane's clinical Son's clinical Kane can assist like somehow he's actually turning like prime De Bruyne and started assisting like left right, and centre and uh, Son's just he's actually just an incredible player arguably one of the best in the Premier League so uh, I think this is definitely a good bounce back game but Brighton are a stubborn team and it's not going to be easy but a Brighton play like they have been playing the last couple of weeks then yeah, this could be another 3 four now It'd
0: be interesting to see. I mean, uh, a couple a couple of stats for anyone that's caring. Uh, only the combination of Frank Lampard and Didier Drogba has produced more goals than the combination of Harry Kane and Kim Mun Son. And already this season, Harry Kane has scored has got eight assists or something like that in this in a season. Or something stupid like that, that's a, meaning that's he's insane. already he's already eclipsed Paul Scholes' season high tally of assists with seven. I, d- I just
1: wanted to draw a strange reaction there. I'm I'm sure Paul Scholes and his eleven league titles are sitting very up there <laughs> at the moment. Oh, I must be absolutely gutted at that.
0: Oh, he must be. Yeah, no, it two two been.
1: Champions Leagues as well. It must be. Oof.
0: He he he. Such a he he's, he's, not, he's not set for that. He just, he just falls back on Sophie's every time somebody contests against the United <laughs> <four>. That's, that's <laughs> the only
1: way though that you can get Paul's goals back because his stats are pretty terrible. <laughs> like in, that, in the whole Lampard schools and JR debate, like you can't use stats to back up his goals. Like yeah, he had less assists you can. than both, and yeah, he had less goals than both, but he was still better. Okay. But, uh, we're not, we're uh, not, not getting into that
0: argument again. We've had far too many no, conversations we, between you and me, Raf and Graham, about that. We we do not enter that. But, we're not uh, breaking that in because this podcast will go on forever if that and, is the
1: case. In fairness to Harry Kane, he's had a fantastic season. I think it was Graham that oh, yeah. said, you know, he's the best player in the league at the moment. I would I would 100% agree with that. Yeah. Like The form he's on, he could finish top goal scorer and the sister. It's, yeah. It's just so good. The only thing that I would actually be worried about him is his form never drops, he just always picks up a hamstring injury.
0: Yeah, that's think, the only thing that's going to stop him is going to be another injury.
1: I think the big problem with that is, if that happens, I think that's a huge loss for Tottenham because although it only is one player, I think how much he does for that team, both on and off the pitch, is just massive. We saw it last season. Uh, they started quite well under Jose Mourinho. He picked up his injury. There was other injuries to the team, notably Human uh, and they just, and they just fell away again. So I think that's going to be, you know, just wrap him up in cotton wool. And as much as Gareth Bale <laughs> has been has been a very good sign and will hopefully fill that gap. I'm, I'm just not sure anybody in the Premier League at all at the moment could do what Harry Kane is doing.
0: No, definitely not. Uh, I, I'd go as far. Uh, there's only one striker in world football that's currently better than him, and that's Robert Lewandowski. I would 100% agree with that. Uh, for a final wildcard option that we're going for today, I just wanted to talk about it because it's my team. Uh, Burnley are playing Chelsea at Turf Moor on Saturday afternoon. Burnley are still without a win. Uh, one of the four teams in the league, along with uh, Fulham West Brom and Sheffield United. Uh, they're just lacking their first one of the season. Chelsea are looking to build on what's been an interesting week or two. Uh, two nil nils back to back, the first two of Frank Lampard's career in management at Chelsea. And then an absolute of dropping away in Russia uh, on with a 4 nil win in Krasnodar. For me, this just seems another chance for Lampard to potentially slip up which I'm really concerned about. I think we I think Chelsea should be able to get away to Burnley and get a win in this one. Uh, I think it's got all the makings of a potential jobbing, but it's Chelsea and it's Lampard at the end of the day. And for me Sean Dwight is a far superior manager than Frank Lampard, so it's a potential banana skin, but I'm going to say I had a dream about this fixture the other night. It was either last night or the night before. And I dreamt that Timo Werner is going to score in the 19th minute. That's why I've captained him. I didn't share that with Struan, but he's just captaining them because of that now.
1: <laughs> it's, it's one of them I'm feared to drop him because as soon as I do, yeah. I'll score. i score. I think Chelsea will win that game. I think, I think Chelsea has got a good um, good history against. But I do, I do agree with you, though. It could be that type of fixture that is an easy slip up. Yeah. And you just never know what you're going to get from Burnley. Like, no, you never do. Well. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's an interesting one because I just don't think Burnley are ever really... You can never count them out, especially at Turf Moor. Uh-huh. So, yeah, no, I, th- I think it should be, it should be an easy Ch- a Chelsea win, regardless, but I wouldn't be surprised if Lampard bottles it once again. Uh,
1: can I ask you guys a question about Burnley? Please do. Do you guys think they they would be relegated? Do you think they're in risk? Because although they haven't won yet, and it's it's very late us, do you think they're at risk of being relegated? Not currently. Because I think seasons they've always been kind of like tenth, ninth, eleventh.
0: Yeah, no, not yeah. currently. I think they might be a bit further down because the general league has improved a lot, but it's only seventh. Ga- it's only seventh game week, so mm-hmm. I only think I think the only teams that are really threatened with relegation just now are Fulham, West Brom, and potentially Sheffield United. So. So that brings us to an end of the wildcard options for this week. As always, we're going to have the full set of predictions from all of our hosts, from the three of us and the three waiting on the bench. Uh, they're going to be up on our Twitter at Fancy Ramble before the kickoff at 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, final segment of the day is the Locked in 11. This is where we look at the fancy players from games we've picked, games we haven't, and discuss which ones are going to yield the most points in this game week. Starting off, goalkeeper and defence strewn. Who, who are we backing this week to keep some clean
1: sheets? I've got Hugo Lloris because Brighton can't score goals. Uh, Alexander-Arnold at right back because he's a pretty good player. Uh, Rhys James because Burnley can't score goals. Uh, Kyle Walker because Sheffield United can't score goals. And Kier Tionic, because I said, he was going to be the man of the match.
0: I like that. That was quite, quite an easy reason. I'm a big fan of that.
1: They're all, they're all um, full-backs, I'd like to point out, because I don't think centre-backs are worth anything. No, of course not. No, of course not. Because full-backs get more assists. Yep. makes more sense to have full-backs.
0: I'd mark down Emi Martinez uh, or Alex McCarthy, depending on which flavor you want to go for, because I could see that go swinging either way. To be honest, in Villa, Southampton, uh, I put Ederson down because uh, City are playing Sheffield United as you said, and they don't score goals. He has a price; he has a premium pick of a goalkeeper, so it might be a bit wise to ba- basically if you've got them already, keep them. But if you don't have them, don't bring them in because it's money you can spend elsewhere. Uh, Defence City defenders had said Ben Chilwell as well had said because he just looks to be one of the probably one of Chelsea's best signings from over the summer window already, and I'd put Max Kilman in at Wolves uh, for the Palace game tonight. Did he uh, get man
2: of
0: the match? <laughs> Connor Cody would would have you believe that he that he might have got man of the match a couple of weeks
1: back. I love Connor Cody,
0: but no, Kilman seems to have cemented the starting place. He signed a, a long term deal and everything seems to be going right. He's in a really good run of form, so I can't see any reason why Nuno would drop him for this game. Taylor, how about you? Who would who's, you back in defence this week?
2: Uh, I've still got Darlow in, because I just feel like I shouldn't take him out, because Newcastle are unpredictable. Kept Robertson in, just hoping for that little cheeky assist. Kyle Walker-Peters, and thanks to you, I just checked my defence, realised that Castagne is out with a hamstring injury, due to, I don't I think it was the midweek game there, so I've just brought in Ben Chilwell. Well, you're welcome. Yes, yeah, so, I you. I'd yeah.
0: also like to make the point: Newcastle are playing to Everton.
2: Yeah, I know. To Everton,
0: and you're keeping Darlow in.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not. My fun enough. My backup goalkeeper is Nyland, and he has had his contract terminated. So, <laughs> <I'm> all, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I refuse to waste a free transfer <laughs> on that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's excellent. I, I've not heard that one before. That's that's
1: fantastic. Although it's not like he's suspended or he's injured; <laughs> just had his contract terminated.
0: Oh, sorry, sorry, FPL. I couldn't play my sub goalkeeper. His contract's been terminated. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. excellent. Uh, what well, about midfield? Who, who are we back in the uh, pull some strings this weekend, boys? Abamuyang. No, yeah. Yang.
1: Yeah, probably. Because we've, we've kind of been slating him and said he's not scored, so that automatically means, per the rules of Fantasy Ramble, that they're now going to turn up. <laughs>
0: per yeah. the culture um, of the show, the I, Premier League footballer lessons.
1: I swear. I've also got Alan St-Maximin, just because he's, he's, sure. he's just over five million, less than six. I think it's a very good shout-out. He's such a such good footballer. He does lack a bit of end product, but he's very entertaining. Against Everton, probably risky, but you never know what he could do. And then I've also gone for Jack Grealish, because... Asta Villa pretty good. Southampton are pretty good as well. So hopefully he'll be the difference maker. He may be my transfer this week.
0: I've not decided. I need to make that today. Oh, I think I, mean, I think
1: he's worth it in the long term. He's got a good injury record, and he's always going to play being the captain of Villa.
0: Yeah, okay. I think I'm going to bring him in for Daniel Podence because Podence just does not seem to be performing all too well, and always seems to get subbed off for
1: Adama. So. I think he's the same as Saint They're so good on ball and they're so creative, but then the end product just completely lacks. Mm-hmm.
0: Which unfortunately, it's end product that we're looking for in terms
1: of fantasy Premier League. You can make a million passes in the midfield and have how many dribbles you want, but you're not going to get points in fantasy.
0: There's other games that do award points for that, but we don't want to look into them because
1: this is the most popular one. Yep.
2: Uh, Taylor, how about you? Who, who uh, are you sticking to midfield this week? I've captained Son because you know Son two. is actually on the form and I feel like that's a sensible option. I've Rodriguez, he's still, I don't think he might play, he might not. It says muscle injury, but... He started last week. Yeah, no, but it says muscle injury, but if you haven't heard, he took a blow to the men's regional area uh, off of Van Dyke, and supposedly that is now causing issues. He may start, he may not start. Uh, Grealish, I've got him in. Harvey Barnes, and because he's actually terrible, he's actually the worst player I've ever seen. Phil Foden's in there. He's actually horrendous And See if he doesn't... Honestly, he's not going to perform, by the way, like... He's actually got to be horrendous. In fact, it probably won't start. That's, he's it's shocking.
0: That's psychology, man.
2: Genso. No, it is. This is, by the way, because I realise everybody actually does end up playing well, so come on, Phil Foden, please. So, so what, what, what was the point you made about Foden there, Taylor? Uh, that he's shocking. And the fact is he's actually just a big-name player that's just talked up about by Guardiola. That's all. Thanks for the clip. I uh, know. Ah, I've
0: uh, just been beat. Oh, No, 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 no. There's a show title as well. There's a clip. Boys, we've no. done it. That was just
2: psychology. <laughs> it's a
0: bit psychology. Aye, well, people are going to have to click on the clip, <laughs> click on the link when I put this out to,
2: to make sure that they
0: get that explanation. Uh, for me, midfield, I'm thinking of one man. Uh, it's coming from Chelsea again. Hakim Ziyech. I think he got his first start in Chelsea Colours on Wednesday night against Krasnodar and was really, really direct in his play. was heavily involved throughout. He uh, got his goal that uh, he was really pushing for throughout the first half where Chelsea just couldn't seem to get the ball in the back of the net. He got that later on in the second half and just looks to be a real creative spark that Chelsea have been lacking. So, I can see him definitely having an impact. Uh any other players in midfield? I definitely um, agree tra- with
1: that about breaking them down. The Burnley sit back defence.
0: Mm. I think he could could, could just kind of be a bit more constructive in, a, in his play than someone like maybe Havertz or Mason Mount yeah. would be against Burnley, and being able to release Timo Werner for his nineteenth minute
1: goal. <laughs> Fernandez is probably a good shout as well for midfield, just because he's bound to start. You never know when they are going to get a penalty, so
0: yeah,
1: or just provide an assist or something, especially if they play the diamond again.
0: Ah, he's, he's, he's always in line to get a... Uh... Well, Rashford's a midfielder, isn't
1: he? Yeah, Rashford's down as a midfielder, actually, which is...
0: Nine, nine and a half million, so, so it's a fair, fair price, but I'd, I'd stick Rashford then if you have the money.
1: Yeah. Really,
0: really uh, strikers, who's scoring a goal this weekend then, boys? Timo
1: Werner in the 19th minute, I believe. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> I, I've kept in calvert Loon as well because, come Makes on. Makes sense. You know, he's the worst first-choice striker in the league. Uh, and, <laughs> and Harry Kane against Brighton, because as I said, earlier, Kane is just phenomenal.
0: That's your front line? Yeah. You've got all three in your front line, like, genuinely.
1: Yeah.
2: How have you managed
0: that?
2: Yeah, but what? I bet he's got, like, some fourth pick, like, defender. So all of your money. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, you heard the rest of the team.
0: <laughs> and swung that. He's played that very well. I'm not happy with that, you know.
1: Oh. Well, that's ah, it. Um, it's not done well. Yeah, well, if it makes you feel any better, at least one of my starting eleven is going to guarantee an injury or a red card, as they so often tend to do. I had to take Dinya out of my team because of his one. Ah, Oh, same. Uh, right enough. So yeah, that, uh, those are my those are my three strikers. I'd also say Callum Wilson's a good chance
0: yeah Wilson's a good shout uh, as always like, he's always in line uh, Watkins I think could maybe get a goal this weekend against Southampton's defence at the same time Danny Ings could do the same against Villa uh, Cavett-Loon's probably a decent shout as always away uh, to Newcastle N- wouldn't play a striker from either United or Arsenal to be honest because there's not really many good ones
1: I think the uh, only strikers from Man United that are recognised in fantasy are Cavani, Aguero and Martial. Two of them won't start and the other one's suspended. So, And as for Arsenal, it's what? Like Lacazette and Keteo.
0: Yeah, exactly. As I yeah. said, no
1: good options. Yeah, uh, with
0: Aguero's still out. Uh, he, he got re injured, which is no help. Uh, Firmino's a no.
2: I don't really know. There's not yeah, really. Striking options this year for fantasy are horrendous. I see how so many strikers are Bamford, midfielders, Paddy, aren't they?
0: Paddy Bamford will get a goal against Leicester. I've said it now. Uh-oh. And and Timo, Timo's get Timo's bagging this weekend. Yeah, no, yeah. One team that's
1: going to bag. Why don't, why don't uh, we, uh, we go for the Brexit game and we pick Mitrovic and Charlie Austin?
0: <laughs> right and Struan has decided to bring this episode to an end and that's exactly what <laughs> we're going to do. So that brings you to this episode of the Fantasy Ramble. Thank you very much for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the Ramble wherever you get your podcast to make sure that new episodes automatically show up in your feed. And follow us over on Twitter, as I've mentioned already, at Fantasy Ramble to see all of our host predictions for this game week's fixtures. I want to say thank you very much to Struan, Taylor and the entire cast of Edinburgh Napier's <laughs> and Campus for joining me today. I apologise. Um, Make sure to check out the Football Roundup on Monday next week and e- e- Energy Extra Time next Thursday before we deter on Friday as usual. Until then, my name is Jack Donnelly. This has been the
2: Fancy Ramble by Energy Sport. Thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time.